I just love that Humble Pie is so secretive that she won't even share a little bit about herself. Not even the tiny bit. Like, hi, I live on the East Coast. You know? Um... Oh, I think I think everyone would be very fascinated by Humble Pie. Uh, yeah, all of these stories are so great. Oh, I have some. Um, I can put them in here. I was gonna put them in the. T- I'll put you know. I'll put them in here, and then I'll put them in the. Or maybe can someone else put them in the tea? I was trying to find the picture of um, of uh, the dolls fucking the the statues, and I didn't realize Evil John had sent me these. I don't know when this happened, but. Look at these. So fucking weird. This is the stuff that Evil John sends. Um, like, I always thought Drew Brooks was his real name. You know? Didn't know that was a nom de plume. Uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of great stuff I'm learning here. Um... Yeah, any big questions, guys? Uh, I think I'm kind of sick of talking about Bell's palsy, but uh, I can I can hang out for a little bit. Um, have you thought about volunteering instead of getting a part time job? Here's the deal, Ben Anderson. Because I have a nonprofit, I kind of feel like I've been doing my job in that, and like I'm all I I, I kind of want to make money. Like I was telling Adam Vaught, like. I don't need the money, so what I would just do, I mean, but the, what I could use, what I mean why I could use the money is, you know, I have a car payment. I would just take all that money and just put all the money towards the car. Like, oh, a free way to pay off my car. So, um, Travi Cosmo says do the mom and pop coffee shop thing. I think I might. There's a mom and pop coffee shop by my house. And I feel they would be more amenable to say, to me going in there and saying, look, I don't need the money. I just want to like talk to people. I have the vaccine. I'll still wear a mask, but I'm just saying, I, now that I'm vaccinated, I want to get back out in the world. Um, uh, and, uh, Deckhead's writing terrible jokes, but he, Deckhead had a great joke the other day. I don't remember what it was. I was, I was on the phone and I saw it and I read it to Aiden. And, uh, um. Yeah, Drew Brooks says, yeah, and look, there would be stories for this Joe Batant. Um, uh, and, uh, and they'd probably be like, oh, great, a person who doesn't need as many hours, we're not so stressed about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. And maybe it won't be... Uh, I, don't, I, I can't... Th- Here's the deal. I want it to be super convenient. Like, I was even telling Aiden that if it was Starbucks, there are three Starbucks in my city. Two very close by. One's on the other side of the city, but it's not super far. It's like a 10-minute a drive. I don't think I would do... A, I, it would have to be at one of those Starbucks. I wouldn't go anywhere else. I, that's how lazy I'm about it. I'd want to go as close as possible, not even think about it. Um, see, Travi says, um, now I was saying, because someone said, well, wouldn't they want you to already know how to make coffees if you were going to go to work at a mom and pop? And I was like, I guess I might have to go to Starbucks just to train how to make coffees. Um, so, well, Travi is telling me the whole deal here. He's giving me the whole, the whole, uh, 
nine years. Well, guys, this is at least a couple of months away because I have to get vaccinated. Um, oh, they could train me in a day. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm going to tell, I'm gonna, I really am, like in two months, I'm going to be like, listen, I'm bored. Because I was, you know, like, I was talking to Adam Vaught about, I don't know if I talked about this in the show. If I didn't talk about this in the show, can someone remind me next time I'm doing a live, this Joe Batanza tell this story on the show? But uh, a few days ago, I was talking to my parent. You see, the weird thing is this palsy comes and goes. Like, when I was doing the show, like, I could feel like it was hard to talk. And now I'm like, oh, but da but da ba ba You know? Anyway. Um... Anyway, uh, oh my God, Travi, that's exactly, that's a perfect schedule. Two to three days a week, seven to one. Yes, that's all I need. Yes, that's exactly, like guys, I'm not joking. Because people might think, oh, Joe's just being Joe. You know, he really wants, no, I swear to God, it really is. Uh, Like I'm so bored and like I need people. I was talking about. You know, I'm so embarrassed about this. So I never talk about it. And the sad thing is I never talked about it on the Catching Up, and I should have, because I literally had enough stories to write a book. But for exactly four months, like I'm talking four months to the day, I drove for Uber, okay? Uh, when, when, when Sweet Michael and Noah came to visit in L.A., the day after they left, which was Halloween, I started working for Uber and Michael came back exactly four months later. Um, uh, to the day, and the day he came back, the day I was picking up at the airport was my last day working for Uber. Right, four months, and um, I had more stories. Every day was a book of stories, but I was so embarrassed because at the time, I'm not going to be honest with you, this is when Drag Race Recap was brand new. At the time when I was doing this, it was me and Donna and Daniel. It might have been Taylor. Like, it might have been season eight. Drag Race Recap wasn't making money. There will never be... um, uh, There wasn't a Patreon. There was just Drag Race was a hobby. Drag Race Recap. Podcasting wasn't a thing that I made money at. It was a hobby. I just, I did catching up and I did drag race recap and I, uh, had gone through this, um, thing where I just stopped tutoring. I was done. I was burned out. I couldn't do it anymore. And so, um, and, uh, I stopped tutoring and so I didn't want to tutor anymore so Uber seemed like the right thing to do because, and I, and I'll be honest with you, there were elements that I loved. Like if that's why the, what I like about Starbucks, if Starbucks wanted to, if they said, look, what if you come in three days a week, four 30 to eight 30? Yes. I don't mind getting up early. Um, I would love it. You know, that would totally scratch my itch. Um, and, uh, like I said, it would, uh, I would just literally pay off my car. Uh, after that, I don't know what I would do. Just keep the money? I don't know. Um, uh, no, I, I do, I do fine on Afterthought. Uh, I want Afterthought obviously to grow, but, um, 
but afterthought is more than enough. Um, but, uh, but it's just, I'm just bored. That, Travi, that's what I was saying. I was, Travi wrote, the reason mornings are tougher for coffee shops to cover is because the high school and college kids need the night and weekend shifts. Thank you. I don't want the night and weekend shifts. Give me 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. or something. I don't care. 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. I don't care. I'll wake up, especially if it's close to my house, and um, done. I have the rest of my day. I go to bed pretty early anyway, and I don't mind going to bed early. Here's a beautiful thing about Aiden. Aiden loves going to bed early. I know. It's kind of hard to believe, huh, for someone. That's why he. I think he loves – in fact, he told me – because I think I asked him – once, if Starbucks start, isn't it weird? My voice now is totally perfect. It's so easy to talk now. It must be a stress thing. Um, I said, if Starbucks wanted you to work, you know, evenings, like one to six or something, he's like, no, I like the mornings. So he likes the 4.30 to like 11 slot or 4.30 to 12.30 slot. He loves that. Um... Oh, a stu girl says I used to work Costco stop. You should- oh, wait, do you think I should? Because Costco pays well too. I wouldn't mind doing that. I have to look at these jobs, like just something like that where you're talking to people. The customers would be my favorite part too, Travi. You're right. Leave me my favorite part too. Um, and I would like one like, you know what would be, you would know what would be fantastic. You know what would be fantastic is, like a place that made like a deli. Like I want places where people just are always happy. And I go into the deli and I cut some meat and I tell stories. And then I leave after a few hours. End of story. That's why if I had my. Um, if I had my. Uh, cosmetology license and I could cut hair. Let me see how long it takes to do that. Like, then I could go like, eh, I'll take up a, a couple of clients, you know? But then you get to see, that's the thing. You have to rent the chairs. Oh, I never told you the story my parents told me. California cosmetology license. Let me see here. Um, requires the following school hours, depending on your license type, cosmetologist, esthetician, electrologist, manicures. Okay. So, oh, barber is 1500 hours. But then how do you get the 1500 hours? I don't know. That seems like a lot. Uh, is, um, what was I going to tell you? Oh, is then I would just pick up a couple of clients, you know. You don't work Mondays, um, but then I think you feel like then the, you're, you're still beholden to the client because the client I want to come in Saturday at ten or something like that. Yeah, an ice cream scoop shop. Everyone's happy when they buy ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something simple like that. Just something simple, guys. I've said it before and I'll say it again. When I went through that deep, 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 deep depression. That deep depression. I went in one person and came out another person. And the person that came out was like, you only live fucking once. And you have to do what makes you happy. Don't Who gives a fuck what other people think? You know? 
and um, about what you do or how you do it or what. Like, are there people who probably judge me because I live with my parents? Sure. I think before I went into depression, I was like, that would have bothered me. Doesn't bother me now. Because A, uh, they can be as judgy as they want. Um, Not that I'm like rolling in the dough. But I don't live paycheck to paycheck. I have a lot of money. No, wait, let me rephrase. I don't live paycheck to paycheck. I'm very comfortable. Um, and uh, like I, and I think I would have mentally gone crazy if I were by myself during the pandemic. Because if I wasn't in the pod with my parents, then I couldn't come see them. So I wouldn't have. They wouldn't have seen me, and I would have been super lonely. All my, believe it or not, I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Um, but a lot of my friends that I had in LA have left the state. They've moved to Ohio, Arizona, uh, New York, no, not New York, but not New York, the city, New York, the state, the cheaper parts. They've all gone back home. So I wouldn't even have any friends still in California. Uh, Jay Ellis has lost a bunch of friends. They've moved back home, moved back home. LA is a place of actors who come here to find stuff. They don't have work. There's nowhere else to go but home. And uh, I don't have children. I don't have a wife or a husband or, you know, I'm single. And, uh, you know, at one point, too, also, here's the deal. Here, here's the thing, too, and I've thought about this. One, you know, probably, in, you know, my parents are approaching 70. If I'm lucky, they live another 15 years or maybe more, you know, but it could be less. You know, let's be honest. But I'm just bet- betting them based on their parents' age and whatnot. You know, they, they're very active right now. Even in their 80s, you know. Um, Not that I'm going to be here that whole time. But I'm just saying I will look back on that time I was here and be like, oh, I got to spend some quality time with them. You know? Uh, we have breakfast and lunch and dinner together every day. And for the most part, we get along. And so, yeah, I, I'll never regret that. And... Like I said, I, I've told this story a million times. I'll say it again. I will probably write it in a book one day because I think this story is so important and so everything to the, my philosophy of life is when you're driving from West LA to LAX on the 405, right when you leave, as you're leaving West LA, on your left is a Jewish cemetery right at the side of the freeway. And there's a giant, um, I forget what those things are called, but obelisk. There's a giant, like, obelisk, I think they might, they might be called. It's like gigantic. And there's a, it's at the top of a hill, and there's this fountain running down. Uh, I don't think it's really called an obelisk. I'll have to look up what it's called. But it's a sculpture. It almost looks like a, a cement canopy, I guess is the best way to put it. And... It, it, and it's at the top of this hill, and there's a, a, a multi-tiered fountain running down. Oh, you know, I can just look it up, actually. You can see. And, um, oh, I, if I moved to the Midwest, I could live like a king. <laughs> um, California is very expensive. Um, let me look up this thing that I'm telling you about. Uh, but, um... It's right, and, and but if if you were to see it, um, 
yeah, here it is right here. I'm, I should actually, I should keep this image here at the side on, on my, uh, oh, no, I don't want that, uh, on, on my desktop here at all times, just to remind me about my life, you know? How come it won't let me download this photo? Hmm. Anyway, I'll find a way to download and I'll post it. Oh, I'll just take a screenshot. Fuck it. Um, is I'm going to show you this thing because you can see it from the freeway. It's gigantic. And um, one might think that this giant structure is just part of the cemetery decoration. Okay. You might think, oh, well, this is what the cemetery put up as part of the decoration for the cemetery, but you'd be wrong. It is the gravesite of uh, the entertainer Al Jolson. Now, I would venture to guess that there are very few people around now who know much about Al Jolson, and I think there's only people of a certain age, like my age and older, who know that someone like Al Jolson exists, but they don't necessarily know the breadth of his career. And Al Jolson was such a gigantic star in his day. A gigantic star. Huge. You couldn't, in fact, there's nobody nowadays that could match what a big star L. Jolson was when he was alive. It's like, uh, Obama and Kanye West and Prince Harry and the Queen all mixed together. I mean, he's gigantic. Okay. So he was so convinced when he died that his gravesite would be a national, con- people would be making pilgrimage to, pilgrimages to his gravesite. That he had this entire monument to himself built. And now, not, I mean, it's been a while since he died, but not that long. This gigantic star, people don't know what this is. And in even a couple more decades, it's going to be even less relevant. You know? And, um... And so, that, my friends, is... When I was like, none of this matters. None of this matters. There's only certain people who are going to live on in uh, perpetuity for hundreds of years, you know, and um, and 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 that and who those people are is random. People in history, presidents, you know, they'll get studied. Uh, strangely. The way things work now, people like Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford, because of their iconic characters, will live on for a much longer than a normal person would. But we don't know for how long. How long before people lose interest in Luke Skywalker and Indiana Jones and stuff like that? And uh, and then it's just gone. And 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 I and believe it or not, some people might think that's depressing. I think that there's a freedom in that. That's what the freedom is. At the end of the day, decades of the children raised on Drag Race recap. At the end of the day, nothing we do matters. And I, but some people might think, oh, that's a horrible thought. I actually find that very freeing. Like, do what makes you happy now because, uh, there's nothing you could ever do. Only very few, there's only been, this country's been around for, you know, 250 some odd years, 
or nearly 250 years. And we've only had under 50 presidents. So we'll leave it at that. It's actually, believe it or not, it sounds depressing, but it's a message of hope. And uh, that's why, like, yeah, let's work at Starbucks. It'll be funny. And then if I don't like it, I don't, do it. I don't like it. Stop doing it. Because like I said, I don't need it. <laughs> I'll find something to do. Uh, oh, the point that I was going to say, okay, what the whole story was, I start. I just did a whole other episode of the Joe Botanics. I might release this. Is, um, how, much, how long have I been talking? Is, oh, I've been talking about exactly the length of this Joe Batanz. How funny. Um, is, and so I'll leave it right here then. Is, um... Is my parents were telling a story about how um, okay, my parents don't think I have a job. I don't ever. My parents don't give me money. In fact, my parents. My mom just sent me today. She sent my mom just sent me money because she goes, "You pay for so much stuff. I don't know. How, it's it must be in the thousands of dollars. Here's a hundred dollars because I feel bad, but all the stuff you buy for the house." Yet, my mom doesn't think I have a job. She thinks I have, because I live here and I record, she calls them my blogs. She goes, I know you have to go blog. So the other day they were telling a story, and so I want to know where she thinks the money comes from or how I make my, how I make money. I don't understand that part. (laughs) Well, Travi, if I'm hooking, oh, I have another funny story about that. Okay, I got to write these down. And my parents think that they caught me masturbating, but they really didn't. But I, I got to tell them that this week. So I'll put this story down. Anyway, so my parents are telling a story. There's like, you know how there's like next door, uh, the app? Well, they have one, I guess, is another company called The Buzz. And they'll put whatever city it is, Buzz. So there's one called The Diamond Bar Buzz. And... Uh, they were reading a story in Diamond Bar Buzz about how this Mexican guy on the other side of town by that other Starbucks, the farther Starbucks, that he started, opened up a little thing, a little stand, and he started selling tacos, and people got really mad, and the cops came and shut him down. So then another person in a shopping center by us said, hey, you can come over here and make tacos. And so he went over there and started making tacos. And then... um, uh. The cops came and shut him down. So there was this article in the Diamond Bar Buzz saying, like, this is so unfair. We like these tacos. The guy's doing a good job. He's not hurting anybody. And I don't know. People are debating back and forth. So my mom says to me, well, I got an, uh, that's a way for you to make money, Joey. You should go make tacos. And I was like, I have a job. But I was talking to Adam Vaught about it. And I said to him, I said, um, you know, you would think, oh, that would be a good way for you to talk to people and make extra... No, because then I have to buy the meat, and I have to get the thing, and then I have to lug it somewhere, and cook it, and collect the money, and then go buy more meat, and... No, I don't... I want to show up somewhere, do my thing for three, four hours, I don't know how long, right? Leave, and not think about it anymore. I want to just come home. It's done. Not thinking about it. And I don't want to be in an office. 
Don't want to write reviews of taco stands. I've done those kinds of things. Because I'm not, I'm not out and about. I just want to do that thing. For, you know, I wish there was a salt and straw here. Because I would do work at salt and straw. All right, people, I'm going to call it a day there. Thank you guys so much. We will talk to you guys uh, when Drag Race is back. See you later, guys. Bye.